when you're deciding whether to marry someone or not, you need to know, is this person going to be a good life partner? Yeah. And it, partner is every sense of the word partner. Are you an equal with the rights, with the decision-making, with the money, with everything? And if you're not with the right person, you will never be a good partner, and you're not going to share in the upside or downside. Yeah. So I think with us, it was from the moment that we conquered the debt side of her struggles when we first met, we partnered on day one, and it never turned back. And in fact, that became a strength of ours. Yeah. And the debt turning into money management, you have all of this, all of this combined and shared responsibility, but you also have a combined and shared goal, and you're you're pushing together for those goals, to, you know, together. Welcome to The Couple Collective. I'm your host, Julian Lewis. Every week, we're going to bring you stories from couples to understand their path to making their relationship work. Drop that beat. Thank you for joining me on episode four of The Couple Collective. I'm excited to bring you part two of the interview with Jack and Jess. In part one, we learned about the relationship, how they met, how they spent time apart when Jess moved to Boston, and how they came back together after Jack quit his job and traveled the world. It's a beautiful story, and if you didn't get a chance to listen, I recommend going back to episode three. But while I have you here now, I'm excited to bring you part two uh, which is really a lesson in finance, a lesson in setting goals as a couple. And it's an episode that I really wanted to have you listen to early on because it's one that definitely resonated with myself and Emily um, when we were talking with both Jack and Jess in person. It resonated with us because it was very timely. We're in a very fortunate situation where we have an opportunity to buy a home in the Bay Area. A couple of our friends, a uh, shout out to Aaron and Camille, who I hope to have on a future uh, podcast. They own this beautiful home in Albany, California, and they decided to move to LA and they're going to sell it. And so they gave us the opportunity to rent it first uh, with an option to buy it in the future. And, you know, we heard about this at the end of last year and we sat down and we're like, this would be an awesome opportunity. We weren't looking. And in fact, you know, we had, we had checked out you know, a couple homes in the Bay Area just to see, you know, what do we need to save for in the next couple of years? So, you know, when this opportunity came up again, it was like, you know, you know, this is a great opportunity. Like, should we do it? It's a beautiful home. Like, um, can we actually make this happen to be, you know, fully transparent in, in terms of where our finances were? Um, you know, I make about double what Emily makes. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I've been what you might call a reckless spender. And I say unfortunately, but in all honesty, like, you know, I, I would spend for the moment, you know, I really enjoyed what I was spending my money on at the time. And, you know, I did, you know, fall into debt and I had a significant amount of debt, you know, even dating back to December of last year. Emily, on the other hand, you know, yes, she made half, but, you know, from the jump out of college, she did a great job um, with investments and with savings and has, you know, a nice nest egg. Uh, we're both very fortunate that our parents offered to help with the down payment. And so, you know, it, it's really on us to make sure that we can afford the mortgage. You know, can we save enough money to 
you know, if anything happens to the house to be able to cover the cost and still have money left over. So, you know, we, we, we looked and, you know, we're like, let's just see where we are. Let's, let's, um, see if we can get approved. And, you know, we're approved for most of it. We weren't approved for all of it. And it was that combination of my debt and credit score and, you know, Emily's income and where things stood. And so we're like, you know, let's take a deep dive into our finances, see where we're spending money and see what we can do. And, you know, with the guidance of Emily's parents, you know, her dad's retired, her mom um, is about to retire. You know, they did this exercise where they looked at all their finances for the last year to see where they were spending money. And so, you know, we went into spreadsheet mode and we looked and um, the funny thing is, it's like majority of her spend, Emily's spend was on um, working out and the majority of my spend was on eating out. And so you could probably tell from our physiques um, that case. But anyway, the, the point is, it's like, can we curve the way we spend? Can I knock out my debt? And can we be in a spot where, you know, we can get approved for the rest and still have, um, you know, an opportunity to purchase this home. So, you know, we did just that, you know, I set a goal to, uh, knock out my debt by February 15th and now it's gone and I have some savings and you know, I had a second goal of, okay, let, let's get a significant amount saved by May 15th. Um, cause we're looking to buy this home in August and, and just as like three month checkpoints just to see like where I'm at and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely pacing in the right direction. And, and some of the ways in which we saved are really just not eating out as much. Or when we do eat out, you know, we don't have to have a glass of wine or a full bottle of wine when we can, you know, enjoy a bottle of wine at home. And it's the cost of the glass that we would have out. So um, just little things like that. And, you know, in, in terms of, of working out, Emily works out just the same. But, you know, instead of um, going to multiple studios and doing class pass, you know, we built a little home gym. Um, we got her a cycle bike. We hung up a heavy bag. My parents have. Um, we hang up, hung up, excuse me, some TRX bands, and now we have a, a home gym at this place that we're renting with the opportunity to buy. And so, this is a long way of saying or a long preview to the conversation with Jack and Jess, but it, it did resonate with us, and you know, we took a lot from it. And I hope that you'll be able to take a lot from it as well. And and just with everything on this podcast, take from it what you will. Um, I hope to bring you more value like this in the future. But without further ado, let's let's get into the interview and, and learn more from Jack and Jess. So I know we talked about it over brunch, but I do want to talk about the, the finance aspect of, mm-hmm. of things and how you guys kind of got on the same page with that and how you see that as an important kind of fixture in your relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to rehash it a little bit, it's it all started when we were on the corner of Copley Square in Boston, and she came to me and she was... She was so anxious, and she told me, and she's like, I just can't sleep all these days. I ask why, and being nosy, she says, well, it's because I have all this debt outstanding, and I have like less than $1,000 in my checking account, and I don't know what to do other than just to keep doing like this job that I don't like. And I realized being in my situation, I was like, I, I need to help her. I need to, you know, I, I've been on this plan where I've had a really good personal finance strategy. I can get her on board. We can just fix this. And I really cared about her and I wanted her to be a happy person like I was at that time. So I was like, let's do this. And so I, I sat down with her and explained her the importance of like just focusing on getting out of this, not just letting this ride, not just making the minimum. And we, we sat together and made a plan. Yeah. To get out of it. 
So we, um, Jack had like a spreadsheet that he uses called his balance sheet. And so he introduced the balance sheet to me and that's basically where you like track everything. So anytime you have a goal, the best way to like achieve that goal is to actually like track it. Cause how else are you able to hold yourself accountable? Yeah. So he was like, all right, you have to update this sheet every like pay period. And my thing was always that like, I didn't come from a family with the money. Like my parents, like they got divorced because of like finances and like money had always been super tight. Like they didn't go to college that so, like they always had like very like low wage earning jobs. Um, and I like, so like obviously like I didn't grow up with having a ton of money. And even like, as I was started making more money with work, I just didn't even know what to do with it. And like yeah. money to me, was always just like scary. Um, because there just never seemed to be enough of it. And so, um, I remember for a really long time, like he would always ask me like, okay, like, did you update your balance sheet? Like when was the last time you updated your balance sheet? And I remember like, I didn't even like to open it because like, I would just get so much anxiety because I would just see how much money I owed and like student loans and stuff. Are you familiar with the balance sheet? Do you know what it is? Mm -hmm. no. We'll, we'll show them what So balance, balance sheet yeah, is this. It's very it. simple. It's what you own on the top. Mm -hmm. And what you owe at the bottom, mm -hmm. what you own minus what you owe is your net worth. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, most people will own like a car. That'll be 10,000. They may owe 20,000 student debt and 10,000 on the car. So what's your net worth? It's negative, mm -hmm. right? So you have 10,000 minus all that stuff mm -hmm. equals negative. So when she ran hers, I was worth negative money. Negative sixty thousand, and I looked at mine, and I knew I was like plus in the six figures at that moment in time, and I was like, okay, how do we get her out of this? Yeah. Well, you, you develop a game plan, a budget, and that's where we sat down at the table, and it was one of the hardest conversations we've ever had because it went through two steps. Number one was put what you own and what you owe. Like well, every she owns almost nothing. Couch. She has a couch. I was like, don't put the couch on there. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really don't have put the value. Couch on there. <laughs> <laughs> it might get $200. That's amazing. Yeah, clothing yeah. doesn't really count. Yeah. That old crappy computer doesn't yeah. count. Your TV. Yeah. What, what kind of really cash? Anything. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, all right, I got like 500 bucks in cash. I was like, all right, that's tough, but okay. Yeah. That's, your, that's what you own. Yeah. What you owe is like credit card, student loan, etc. And I was yeah. like, all right, well, shit. And then... From there, oh, we also did envelopes too. We introduced envelopes and like we put together like a budget, yeah, yeah, related to the balance sheet. But we put together a budget of like, okay, here are like all of the like necessities. Then how much money do I have left over um, every month? And then like, okay, what are some things that I can like, I know that I'll have to buy, um, or that like I need to, money I need to set aside for something. And then yeah. like, what money is then left to like put towards the debt? Um, so here, overall, here's what we did. I mean, you take your balance sheet and you start at negative 60 net worth, mm -hmm. right? And then you run a quick budget. You say, I make this much every paycheck and all this goes out. And at the end of all the ins and the outs, I got like a thousand bucks per paycheck. And then on top of that, we moved in together. So mm -hmm. her rent went in half. Mm -hmm. So, so before that she had a thousand bucks extra. Now she's 2000 extra. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, you got 2000 extra per paycheck. It wasn't that and much. It's just simple math. Yeah. And then you have 60 grand negative net worth. How many paychecks is this going to take to get out of it? Yeah. 30 paychecks. 30, yeah. It's about a year. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you don't do anything else, if you keep updating your balance sheet, follow the budget, move the money, pay it off, it'll be fine. We'll get out of this. Yeah. And so every, every month, so she got paid twice a month. I didn't, I update my 
balance sheet at that moment in time, I was doing it every single paycheck because I like to see what did I gain, what am I doing, yeah. mm-hmm. am I doing everything right? She didn't really want to do that. I get it. Every time she opened stressful. it, it's anxiety. <laughs> but every month, I would challenge her to be like, hey, have you updated the balance sheet? No. Why? Have you, have you paid off your debt? No. Where's the money sitting? It's in my account. Have you spent it on anything? No. Okay, that's good. I think I also just felt like once I had the money there, I was like, ooh, like, I don't, I you want don't to just be there for like, no, just brought her comfort because yeah. now she's five yeah. grand in her account for the first time in years. I'm like, no, you can't have five grand. You need to pay off the debt. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's all the same, right? On a balance sheet, when you have 5,000 as assets and 60 grand of debt, if you have zero of assets and 55 grand of debt, it's, it's the still same the thing. same. Mm-hmm. Pay it off. Yeah. And if you need any emergency money, I'm living with you. I can help you. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's like a level of trust that now she's like, all right, I'm, I kind of have to rely on this guy. Like yeah. I said, <laughs> for some reason, if you lose your job, I'll pay the full rent. But for now, you know, we'll do a 50-50. You know, I, even got, I think at that moment in time, I may have offered to say I'll pay the whole rent. But is that the easy way out? No. I mean... She's still working through it. She got like some rent concession by me helping, but mm-hmm. she ended up paying it off on her own. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't me doing it for her by paying yeah. the rent. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if and, you been- And also I think the other thing too that I would add, so what we did is we started with like the small, the one that had the smallest balance. Yeah. Started with that one because it's more of like a mental, mental thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I start I to build off, some yeah. momentum. And so like- It as, feels good to like- Yeah, so like within a couple months, I had already paid one whole like- credit card or something off and yeah. it was like so exciting and then we were able to like celebrate that yeah. together those yeah. like yeah. tiny wins and we then like stone after one of and then the day like the day that like the last one was paid off it was like this like huge celebration and then um when i saved enough money to where like i could just quit my job and that was like another like big celebration yeah. and so like it's nice to um be able to have those like to be able to like celebrate those milestones together. So the one thing um, throughout that I keep hearing, um, and especially with you, Jack, you keep saying we, but it really wasn't your debt or your responsibility. But I like how like you're you're both I took ownership. We yeah, that's great. I said we're, I we're like, a team. Yeah. Yeah. It's never been I and you. I mean, yeah. Even now, even back then, I told her when we were in that corner, uh, Copley Square. Yeah. I said, we will do this. I never said I, I or you will do it. Yeah. I may have said like, I will help you at that moment. But after that specific point in time, it became a we yeah. and everything's we, mm-hmm. that's you know, great. it's like every challenge, every opportunity, every dream that's going to come out of this, you know, whether it be a, the business she opens or whatever, it's, it's a we, you know, yeah. I think that that was kind of really where the turning point was too. Like where we like hit a point, maybe like six or nine months in where we were like fighting a lot. And it was because I was just like very stressed at work. And, um, like felt like I was like backed into a corner at work. And so I was like bringing home all that stress and anxiety, um, with him. And I think because of that, I was like creating all these like problems between us. But I feel like there was like a point in time where we like had a conversation where Jack was basically like, I'm not leaving. And like, I just want you to be happy. And so I think once I realized that like, it wasn't. Like, I didn't, it was okay to, like, let him know what was going on and to, like, actually, like, talk to him about what was going on versus, like, letting it create problems for us. Um, And, like, once I realized, like, he's not leaving. Like, he's seen the best of me, like, me at my best and also me at my worst. And, like, he's okay with it. Well, there was one time where I was very (laughs) mad. 
is the first time we put together the balance sheet. Uh-huh. And I said, put everything on here. Everything. She, we wrote them down. All right, a Discover card. X, you know, na- old Navy card. You know, student loan X, Y, Z. Whatever the, whatever the right. cards were. And we walked away from that one. I was like, okay, good. We finally like, understand the problem. Yeah. And we've been honest with each other. And I felt like as a, and you cried and we finally got <laughs> over this thing. Yeah. And we said, all right, at least I know the extent of the problem. Mm-hmm. We sat back down to do the balance sheet the second time. And she wrote a new line in the debts line. And the debt, like what she owed. Yeah. I never remember She this. didn't tell me everything. She lied. I see. She, you weren't full disclosure. Uh, I don't remember and I, that. I remember that moment in time because I had taken it as like the we aspect yeah. of it. And then she didn't tell me everything. And at that moment, I remember, you probably don't remember because it's traumatic, but I was like, <laughs> if there's anything else and you're not telling me, this could be it. Yeah. Like that was serious enough where I was like, you're not communicating. You're being deliberate. And we need that. We need to knock this out together. Yeah. And I can't help you if there's another hundred thousand out there. <laughs> what, what, what is the size of the iceberg? Right? <laughs> right. Right. So I so said I can't do this. So she put another five thousand dollar line item. Yeah. And I was so mad. And I was like, she started crying again. And I was like, you shouldn't be crying. You lied. Yeah. But I was like, this is it. And from then on, we tackled it together. Yes. <laughs> and, and I asked her to update the balance sheet. And every time I'm like, is everything on there? Yes, it's on there. And, that, you know, the debts never change, except they got smaller over time because she's paying them down. Yeah. And after that, after that point, I was like, I think we can. <laughs> I think we can we make trust. it. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we established trust. It was lost for a moment. It came back. And ever since, it's good. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's full disclosure, you know? And yeah. It's just ever ever since we got married too. I mean, it's the whole money thing. It be, it becomes such a core central theme of everything you want to do. Where are we traveling? Are we going to save up in advance? What are we gonna Where are we gonna live? Do we both agree with that? Um, what's our long term hopes and dreams? Do we want to retire by fifty five? If we do, or forty five, or thirty five. What does that look like? And what do, what sacrifices do I have to make now to do that? And do we both agree with that? And it it, it causes you to have this communication up front in your life. It, it, it forces you to even affect the way you're living, the day-to-day. The, do we have a drink when we go to dinner or not? Or do we just have water? And, or, you know, instead of, like, going out to a play, an expensive play or go to the symphony, do we just go for a walk with the dog in the park? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's both enjoyable, we're both together. It's, it, it just dictates, you know, what I want to do and how I want to do it because of that goal, the yeah. combined goal. Yeah. Yeah, I think for, for us, um, <laughs> and like we talked about this a little bit, but like I'm very much a reckless spender, um, and I don't, I didn't have savings um, and you were talking about like the Dave Ramsey and this is actually even before I even heard of that, but, um, like we're in the process of wanting to buy this house. And I think that's when I woke up and I was like, Oh wait, I need to figure out this like debt situation and I need to like put a plan in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your parents said that they exported all of their finances at one point because mm-hmm. her dad's retired, her mom's going to retire mm-hmm. in the, the near term. And so we did it, we did the exercise, and we did it separately, but together mm-hmm. on the couch, um, and then looked at, okay, where are these large buckets that we're spending money, and where do we not need to be spending as much money? And then, you know, I put together 
a personal goal of, okay, all my debt has to be gone by February 15th, mm -hmm. right? And even though it wasn't on her at all, like I felt that she was supportive in the way of, okay, yes, let's cook more. Like, yes, we don't have to have like a glass of wine more out. We can buy a bottle and have like four or five glasses right. at home. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Actually, um, I think we had people coming over and yeah. I went to the grocery store and we just talked about how much we were spending on food and I yeah. went to the grocery store and I spent like almost $200. Yeah. And a good chunk of that was alcohol because we were hosting people and I was like, we just talked about not buying more alcohol. Yeah. He goes, out, when we're like out, out. out, out. Yeah. He's like, we could buy a bottle and it's the yeah. same like price. Like we broke down like how it and shit, right? <laughs> and the bottle. Like, oh. Yeah. So, like, but that was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so I think... Um, so now, I mean, I, I hit that goal, mm -hmm. right? And so now I, I, so I, like, I keep saying I, because I feel like it, it was an I thing that I had to do, mm -hmm. but I feel like we're shifting to that we, because now mm -hmm. it's like, now that I'm in a better position, mm -hmm. then we can be in a better position to work towards our goal. Yeah. And I feel like we have been like stronger with that, but I guess I never was thinking long-term mm -hmm. um, until I had an opportunity to think long-term, yeah. which was interesting. Mm -hmm. I think too, like the nice thing is that like we did that, like we went through that like financial or I went through that financial struggle like with Jack's help yeah. before we got married. And so it just like almost like gave us a head start in so many ways because like for some of our friends that recently got married, like they still have completely separate checking accounts. They like keep all of their finances separate because like the girl has student loans and like credit card debt and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the guy's thought is like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with that. That's her thing that she mm -hmm. has to deal with. But it's like, no, 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 you're, you're actually married. married. Yeah, you're married. So now, it yeah. doesn't actually matter yeah. <laughs> anymore because like you're, you're legally your married. It's not your, but like yeah. they don't think about it like that. And so it's like, well. That's not a team. That, yeah, yeah, that's not a team yeah. effort that team you're not, you're not yeah. thinking about yeah. like how you're going to get through something together. Like otherwise that's always going to be there. Yeah. And that means that. Right, right. It could become a problem later. Yeah. And like instead of you guys then being able to save more money together, her a huge chunk of her money is still having to go towards like past mistakes. Yeah. Where like if you tried to knock it out together, like mm -hmm. you'll be able to do that so much quicker so that then you can start building your wealth as a couple. Yeah. yeah. But I think when you start like pointing the finger, especially after you're already married, about like, oh, that's yours versus like mine, then like you just like start things in such a bad place mm -hmm. because you're not starting off as a team. Yeah. And there's two things about budgeting, right? That I want to make sure that we're super clear here. Yeah. A budget is a written plan. It's not a verbal like, Hey, let's try to do this. It's, it's written, whether it's in Excel or something else, it's a written plan that you do together. Mm -hmm. So like we have on one of our tabs, it's like our written plan says we get 580 bucks every paycheck to do dates, Grocery, haircuts, Winnie's like envelope, you know, money. So she gets to go to daycare sometimes. Um, I have a fun fun. Yeah, you get sixty dollars. <laughs> like that just goes out of nowhere. But you think about so it's a written game plan that you do together, and you need to reassess it often. Yeah. Really, every month is the way I think it should be done. And secondly, a budget is not restriction on expenses. It's permission. Mm -hmm. It's permission to spend money. You get to spend 200 on dates. You get to go spend 200 on at the grocery store. But once you get that, that 200 on dates, you're done. Until next paycheck. So it, I, I think a lot of people, when they think about budgeting and think about like, oh my gosh, my lifestyle's gonna change. It, 
I mean, it can and it should if you have goals, but really it's it's giving you that permission to do the things you want to do on a normal basis. Yeah. So our budget, our written plan, says every paycheck we put 350 into a travel account. That travel account grows really fast. Yeah. I mean, you look at like over two months, three months, and sometimes I get paid three paychecks in one month because it's like a every two-week cycle. So we may be putting in... $1,300 a month in the travel, before you know it, it gets pretty big. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you know, we start looking at flights for her mother. Her mother doesn't have a ton of money to be traveling to and from Houston, so we'll buy plane tickets for her. That's in the written budget. And it feels really nice to do that. We have a gifts account. Yeah. Um, we also have a little bit of a personal account when we need new clothes. So we'll put in 25 bucks, 50 bucks. That'll grow to a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. How much money do you need for clothing? I don't know. Depends on where you shop. And yeah. it doesn't, I don't care where she shops. Yeah. She has her budget. She has her money. Go spend it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's permission. Um, but it's permission within reason. Yeah. Right? And, it's, and it's agreed upon. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing is that we sit down together and do all this stuff. I, you know, the balance sheet and the budget is a very accounting and finance concept, but it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's what's coming in, what's going out. So are you guys like in terms of these buckets? You have like here's your clothes, one here's your mm-hmm. travel. Is that just all done on an Excel spreadsheet? You technically have it all in one bank, but you just say uh, okay, here's well, we my have Excel. like sub accounts within our bank. We have like six checking accounts. Okay. So, like, so we'll like move like, money. Okay. Yeah. As we yeah. like, once we go through it each pay period. Wait, we'll you have six them. checking accounts? Yeah. Interesting. I've never. Within the same bank. Yeah. Yeah. Within the same bank. I've yeah, never heard that that was a thing. Yeah. I only have one checking account. Yeah, yeah. So we basically have like a checking account for travel, a checking account for house savings. So that travel one, nothing comes out except for travel. Yeah. That, that will not get spent. I don't have to do mental accounting. So that it's not like a savings account because right. like we know how we're spending that money and it, yeah. it, things are coming in and out depending on what's going because on. Is there, like, mine is a savings account, but like it works. I mean, I guess it doesn't work as a checking, right? Because if I use the card, I don't pull it yeah. out of the savings, yeah. but it's easy for me to transfer into my checking. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. you can so also we, set okay. up like multiple like savings accounts too that are just titled like travel or like we have gifts mm-hmm. for yeah. like you know, stuff for my family or for his family or for each other. Right. Um, so two questions, and maybe this is like very tactical, but like when you go to pay for something, do you have a card per bucket, per no. account? or you, no? So for work? most buckets, we have cash. I see. So that's how I was going to offer you cash. I was going to pay cash today. I got it. Most of the buckets are cash. When we have expenses that are bigger, let's say we're looking at travel or yeah. what, or booking her mom's tickets within our gifts account. We have our we have a combined normal run rate card. And that's like our monthly standard expense, right? Yeah. So we have all of our categories and then we have our our run rate credit card that says like if I need to go get gas, put it on this. And I expect that to be another three hundred dollar bucket every paycheck. And that's just a bucket that it's known and it's kind of the Or like utilities. One offs. Utilities hit that too. Mm. We also each have our own independent separate card that is for the bigger like travel expenses or, or like whatever. for me for work if I travel for work then I put it on like this card yeah um, and then like when I get, get reimbursed but we've linked it so they're yeah. not like secret accounts yeah. like it I all can, funnels into our banking online banking everything going in and out but at least we have tracked separately okay if it's on this card it's a special expense that gets paid from a different fund. Got it. But if it's that run rate card, it gets paid from the main checking pooled account. Got it. Right. So it's 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 actually pretty simple, and it just if it's on that shared 
pooled fund card, you know, okay, just pay that from our normal paycheck. If it's on this other card, pay it from the right account. And we'll yeah, just have to go through and be tactical about it. Yeah. But um, it's pretty simple after you get, like, the hang of it. The first few times, she's like, oh, I put that travel on our run rate card. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. Like, Sometimes okay, let's, it's fine. And yeah. we'll just... <laughs> We, we have to with gifts, I feel like I'm always like, oh, put it on this card, and then I'm like, oh shit, wait, gifts. It happens. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can figure it out like, as you go. Okay. Um, but it's just a system. It's one system of many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And like Dave Ramsey actually says no credit cards at all, but yeah. we use them. We use them for travel hacking and to, stuff. To like, build credit for certain things? Well, you don't if you plan you to pay credit. everything with cash. Paying cash. Our real goal is like when we like open this business for her when when we buy a new condo to rent out to have renters and rental income, it's cash. Yeah. yeah. We don't really need debt. We're we're willing to be patient and work upfront for things. When you when you take out debt, you're essentially introduce, introducing a lot of risk into your life. I see. Mm-hmm. Like that risk right now, we have debt, and if we both lost our jobs, yes, we have a bunch of money in these savings accounts for various initiatives. Um, do we want to use it for that? Not really. Mm-hmm. You know, if this place was paid off, there's no risk, right? Yeah. And our, our monthly expenses would be very low. Um, I think the one thing too, not necessarily like specific to the house thing, but like for us, like always like saving in advance for things is that then you're able to just enjoy it. Like trips, yeah. for instance, where like this New Zealand trip was like a huge expense, but we saved for all of it in advance, paid mm-hmm. for all of it in advance. So when we were actually on the trip, you can really like enjoy it. Yeah, or like the same thing mm-hmm. with our wedding. Mm-hmm. Like we paid for our own wedding and we have so many friends that literally just put everything on credit cards and now they're yeah. having to make payments on the wedding that they had a mm-hmm. year ago. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, Everything the day of our wedding had already been paid for up front. So, like, we actually could enjoy the day right. and, like, enjoy every moment of it because, like, it was already paid for. Yeah. Which is yeah. just, it's just, like, a nice, like, feeling to have. You don't have to think, like, oh, man, this is so amazing, but now I have to pay for it for, like, the next year of my life. Yeah. 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 You have to develop patience for the things you really want. But which that, is then, really hard. It gives you time <laughs> to think about, do I really want this anyway? Yeah. You know? And if, if it... I've always thought if you want something for more than three weeks you really want it yeah but when you have to wait six months to take a badass <laughs> vacation yeah, yeah, yeah. you better really enjoy yeah. it yeah, yeah. so like when you build up your vacation bucket do you spend the exact amount like do you uh, go over a little bit you know what i mean usually we have some left over left over we and then spend. you just leave it to build up your next vacation yeah vacation. That's right. yeah I hope you're able to take as much valuable content from that conversation with Jack and Jess as Emily and I did. We had already started our journey to save together to work towards a common goal. And it's just great to hear from another couple that, you know, they've done the same thing. Jack and Jess are going to be in a great spot. Their house is going to be paid off in no time. And they're going to be able to start to build up funds to work towards their other goals you know, buying rental properties, starting their own business. Um, it's, a, it's a journey that I'm going to continue to follow as being close friends with them. And I'll definitely share with you, you know, as they accomplish their goals and as Emily and I accomplish ours. We wrapped up the conversation with Jack and Jess by asking them what they wanted to learn from other couples. I feel like the one thing that we, and I don't even know, like, 
Well, I guess the one thing that I'd be curious to understand from other people is more so about like how they like plan for retirement and like more so like how they plan to like live like life after work. I feel like for so long our goal has been about like paying off this place. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, well once that's done, then what? what like do how do we decide? Right. Um I feel like that's kind of been like something that I'm probably most curious about is like plan like further in the future, figuring things out? I would be curious, and this is kind of like a niche question, but for for couples that are, you know, between the ages of like 25 to 40, if you're not focused on like a combined goal together, if you're not focused on the money question together, mm-hmm. what are you focused on and why? What's more important than that? Yeah. What What's more important than kind of putting your earnings, putting your efforts, putting your time together. What would be more important than that if you weren't doing the money thing? I, I, I struggle with what I think the answer is, is most people just don't think about it, and so they never mm-hmm. get there, mm-hmm. which just means people aren't deliberate, and they're gonna live a life that kind of takes them places rather than them going places. And I would, be, I would hate to hear that answer, because I, I feel like we're so thoughtful about every every bit of our efforts making a difference. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of this game, I want our efforts now, so the quote I've heard that I love is, your current life is the culmination of the past five years of investments that you've made in yourself. And, and your couple, you, you know, your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you investing in now for your next five years? That would be my question. Yeah. What are you investing in now to get where you want to be in five years? What, what effort? amount of effort, what amount of love, what amount of time, what amount of energy are you putting in to whatever it is, what's your goal for five years and how are you doing that? Is it, is there a part of it to, to, is there like a wonderance of like, is there something else you could also be focusing on or is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's like at the heart of the question of, is there anything else maybe that I'm missing? Okay. You know, I, there's no way that I know it all. But you know, I. There is no one. What am I missing? You know, and I, I follow Dave Ramsey in his podcast. He has all these people calling. He's always giving advice, and he's always talking through people, through relationship problems, money problems, and how they all intertwine. And I feel like I'm covering the bases, but there is this sneaky like feeling that I'm missing something over my left or right shoulder, and I don't know what it is that. I, but that we should be focusing on that maybe we don't. Thank you so much. <laughs> really this is awesome. Thank you kindly for joining us on the podcast today. Between now and next time, visit us at www.couplecollective.com or follow us via our social channels at Couple Collective. If you've been enjoying the episodes or the podcast in general, please tell a friend, tell a couple or subscribe via your favorite podcasting service. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be featured with your story, you can contact us via the form on the website or at 774-226-8753. Until next time, much love.